Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's Joe Biden in front of a. Is that a bunch in front of a bunch of firefighters? Yeah, firefighters he gave union a speech and uh, run Joe run. They sound pretty enthusiastic. Among the many things we're going to talk about with our esteemed guest, Lon He Chen is the host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. He's also David Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution and Director of Domestic Policy Studies and Lecturer in the Public Policy Program at Stanford University. Good morning, Lon He. How are you, sir? Good morning. Great to be with you. Esteemed. That's that's quite an introduction. Thank you. Yeah, got to ask you, Lon He. Now you're brilliant, and we know that. And so handsome. I, I don't have any doubts about you. But when you're at Harvard or bumping around Stanford, do you ever run into any students and think, how the heck did you get in here? And now you know. Now you know. Yeah, wow. That that was really a, a shocking story. Not so much for the, the fact that there's some kind of preference given maybe, maybe to people who have legacy, but the fact that now you've got somebody personally profiting uh, and then rigging the process for people who really shouldn't have been able to get it. I mean, that was really quite fascinating and, and shocking to me because the, the quality and caliber of student that I run into is usually pretty high. So I, I, I've not had one of those occasions recently where I've said, boy, this person doesn't belong here. Yeah, I've, met, I've met the occasional mm-hmm. graduate, just occasional graduate of one of your esteemed universities. So I think, what the hell? How did you get, <laughs> how'd you get in? Never mind, stay in. <laughs> You know, that's funny. My college concerns were mostly about not getting tossed out. Speaking of which, uh, impeachment talk is what we want to uh, chat with you about. Yeah. The oh, oh, Look, we get the Nancy Pelosi more moderate wing is saying, no, no, it's, 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 there's backlash. Impeaching Donald Trump is a bad idea. Then you got the OAC radical lefty wing. I call it the college girl wing, which is probably a little dismissive and probably sexist. Um <laughs> And then, obviously, you have the Republican point of view. What are the various um, sides and and sub-sides trying to accomplish with their rhetoric these days? Well, I I think it's important that we take a step back and understand that impeachment is not a legal question. It's a political question. So for everybody who takes a side on this issue, it, it really comes down to the politics. And so you've got some group of progressive Democrats. And, you know, that number fluctuates between let's call it 25% and 35%, who just believe that the politics of uh, being opposed to Donald Trump, regardless of what he does, and being opposed to him in an extreme way, uh, benefits whatever it is they're trying to get accomplished. Now, I'm not saying it's completely insincere. I think they genuinely believe that Donald Trump has not done a good job, and they genuinely would love to get rid of him. But politically, they believe it will benefit whatever it is they're trying to do. And then you've probably got an equal number of Democrats on the other side of it who don't believe that uh, it's very smart for a whole host of reasons. And I tend to agree with that group, by the way. I think Nancy Pelosi did a very brave thing in, in some ways by getting out ahead of this. And essentially, uh, she she made herself the target for these progressive Democrats by saying, I don't believe impeachment talk makes a lot of sense. And And, and for the 2020 presidential election for Democratic prospects, uh, having someone like Pelosi out there saying what she does actually, I think, helps them. It helps them by deflecting attention away from people who are getting a little hysterical, quite frankly, about this notion of impeaching the president. Yeah, I, I actually think this was one of the worst weeks for the Trump presidency, because now they're not going to go down that rabbit hole of impeachment, which I thought was going to be great for Trump. Um, uh, so I keep asking everybody this. Nancy Pelosi made some very uh, high-minded uh, statements about this. 
about it's not good for the country and it's divisive and everything like that. What percentage was being a, a grown-up in the room, being a leader, doing what's right for the country, and what part of it was just the politics you explained? Uh, I, I'm so cynical about this whole thing, and, and not just about Pelosi, but just about our politics generally. I mean, I think it's probably 85% political. Well, we've, I've, several people um, have said 100% of the people have asked. So yeah, I would say that's a yeah. kind-hearted take yeah. there, Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, listen. I try to be nice. Different topic. Old man Joe Biden. I say he doesn't have a chance, but uh, a lot of people disagree with me. What's your take? I think he has got a lane in this Democratic primary potentially all to himself, given that Mike Bloomberg isn't running, given that you've got a few other people who said that they're not running, who, uh, who could potentially occupy this center left to left lane. I think Joe Biden actually has a very, very good chance uh, of doing well. Now, whether he wins the nomination is a different question. But I think he can be there in that final two or three. You know, it's very interesting. I think I told you guys we've got this class on campaigns that I'm teaching this quarter at Stanford wrapped up yesterday. And we had two uh, experts. Yeah, I'll be in class right after my sailing practice. (laughs) (laughs) That is that is if you know how to sail at all. (laughs) Sorry, you were saying. but but, but, But the interesting thing about this was that both of these experts said, they thought that there wouldn't be any more than two most, you know, at most three candidates by the time we get to, to Super Tuesday next year, which I thought was fascinating, given that it's like a 20-person field. Yeah. They think it's going to winnow very, very quickly. And they, they both thought that Biden was going to be there in the end simply because if he decides to run, he's going to be able to occupy a part of the primary uh, lane. He's going to have his own lane that, that's going to allow him to, to essentially be uh, unopposed for for this set of votes. And so I, I tend to agree with that. I think Biden's going to be there at the end. I don't know whether he'll win it or not, but I think he'll be there. He'll be I, just, I just wonder if he comes out and, and, and says, yeah, I'm a capitalist. These people who can't say, yes, I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist. And no, the Green Deal is not going to work. It's unworkable. It's unworkable from the start. What I'm here is make sure people have good jobs, blah, 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 and just completely separates himself from all that that other crowd. Well, man, I, and that message, I think, is going to play like crazy in the hard hat Midwest and the kind of wobbly, uh, you know, uh, Wisconsin working class voter. I think that'd work. Yeah, I think that point of view, I, I think there's two things. One is just his the way that he manages to handle these questions. And if it is a sort of matter of fact, like, hey, this is just where I am. I'm not going to obfuscate. I'm not going to try and confuse people about my point of view. You know, I thought it was just crazy how John Hickenlooper, the the guy from Colorado, the former governor who's running, he even refused to admit he was a capitalist. The guy's a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, he's doomed. And and I agree with uh, Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks. He said, if Hickenlooper can't say, yes, I'm a capitalist, the Democrats are really in trouble. It's nuts. It's nuts. So, so I think the first thing is, yeah, Biden's able just to be straight like that. I think that'll help him. And the second thing is, you guys are absolutely right. If you look at the makeup of the Democratic primary electorate, yes, you've got people who are progressives and, and, and who are leftists. But you've also got people who are practical uh, people who say, look, we've got to figure out a way to beat Donald Trump. And uh, in the Midwest, the Biden message and the Biden style, I think, will sell very well. So I think those two things will work to his benefit. It'll be interesting to watch uh, what with his history of uh, neck sniffings and and squeezings (laughs) and the rest of it. But Lon He Chen is the host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. And if you like politics, it's absolutely must listen. Uh, Lon He is also a uh, fellow with the Hoover Institution, lectures at Stanford. Lon He, good to talk to you as always. Thanks, guys. Thanks. 
Please tweet at Lonhe and uh, let him know you're uh, beloved on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sure, or, or, or listen to the podcast or something. He's a great guy. Yeah, Sean had a good question maybe for next week on, is the person who wins the Democratic primary going to be the person most likely that could beat Trump or not? Because that's, oh, yeah. that's what they got to figure well, out. Oh, right. Right. Um, is the death penalty going away in the whole country? It looks like it's going away in California, which often sets the tone for the country. Among other things we can discuss... Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Kelly was that big a deal. There he is on the CBS Early Show again. Uh, the story, not him. Um, longtime girlfriend describing what a scumbag he is, which he clearly is. What? So. All my illusions are crumbling. <laughs> America's Rich. university system is corrupt, as it turns out, and R. Kelly's a pig. Yeah, I'll be darned. <laughs> So, uh, oh man, we have to get to the Boeing airplane thing, that, that brand new sexy jet of theirs, the 737 MAX 8, is that right? I think that's the name of it. Um, it, it's it crashed a couple of times lately and, and they're trying to figure out why and we'll get into that a little bit. There's an, uh, nobody's talking about the specific problem. Just talking about, is it safe? The Euros the, say no, the, the US says yes. So. Problem is the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, That's right. what the problem is. Yeah, right. My son asked me about the Bermuda Triangle the oh, other day. Please. I thought, yes! I've been waiting for this moment. The Bermuda Triangle was my thing when I was your age. <laughs> Women. Women. Gotta ask you this. Were you like we were when we were boys? The whole Bermuda Triangle thing. Just endless fascination. I just, I was like Jack. We didn't know each other at the time. I think it was universal. <laughs> I had to get the, to the bottom of it. <laughs> I read Where and I do looked. They go. I looked at maps. I talked to my parents. I read books. I went to movies. It's got to be space aliens or you know whatever. So my seven year old, so yeah, are so girls, were girls like that too? I don't, I know. don't know. But so my seven year old says the Bermuda Triangle real thing. I don't even know where he came across the information. Um, uh, and I said, yeah, well, uh, planes and the boats have gone down in that area, roughly the size of a triangle. And there's a lot of speculation. As he said, eh, I think it's just coincidence, and he walked off. <laughs> Oh, that was the end of that. Wow. I was ready to go into space wow. aliens and some sort of weird magnetic core thing. Or I'm whatever. sorry, did you say that was Sam? That was Henry. Henry? Henry for president. <laughs> eh, it's probably just a coincidence. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it, Dad. <laughs> you were going into your archives. <laughs> yeah, and then when you play the Beatles records backwards. <laughs> I tell you what, son, is very mysterious. There was no radio transmission, nothing. Well, I probably got hit by a storm. Anyway, Dad, <laughs> what's for dinner? No, son, you don't understand. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, so, uh, speaking of uh, girl, oh, e- email us, would you please? I'm just, I'm personally curious if it was for little girls what it was for little boys, which was just universally fascinating. Uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Different topic, but woman related. And I will apologize in it. Why would I apologize? I don't know. I'm just going to warn you that the V word factors into this. 
If you don't like the V word. Victory? That's it. V for victory. No, JJ. Ooh. Actress and liberal activist Deborah Messing apologized this week. You know what? I've got to depart once again. This stuff used to make me crazy. Now I'm just loving it. I'm so amused by social justice warriors eating each other alive. So, actress and liberal activist Deborah Messing apologized this week. After she, she's she, the will and grace woman. She's the will and grace woman. Okay. Perky redhead. She sent out an Instagram photo of cupcakes depora- decorated as female genitals. I don't want to eat stu- cupcakes that look like genitals. I just don't want that. I just want to eat cupcakes. What they look like is not that Man, important to I, me. Yeah, I wouldn't even take the time to notice. Yeah. Now that you mention, I just eat it. And uh, so she, she Instagrammed this photo showing a dozen cupcakes decorated as 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 the the, the, the bits. Right. Um, in the very, real Bermuda Triangle. Many a man has met his fate. Oh. <laughs> in varying colors, shapes, and sizes. Powerful, beautiful, and sweet, Ms. Messing wrote. Affirming womanhood in generally. Way to go, Deborah. Wait to Oh, wait a minute. No, you can't do that. That's wrong. What about trans women who have penises? This is for International Women's Day. Some women have penises. Well, not really. Not some, well, kind of, eh, not really. And so the extra, extra, triple enlightened crowd jumped on Deborah Messing and said, How dare you assume that a woman has an any? What sort of monster are you, Deborah Messing? They screeched at her. And so naturally, she apologized. Quote, I want to apologize to my trans sisters. This photo was supposed to be light and sassy. The first thing I thought when I saw this photo was, wow, how wonderful. Each one is unique in color and size and shape. Uh, Then she talks about the porn industry for some reason. But this is the thing. I did not, however, think that there are innumerable, beautiful, unique, and powerful women who don't have a vagina. And I should have. And for that, I am so, so sorry. That's exactly the thing Tucker Carlson was talking about on a show the other night, where we've got this weird game going on, where if we ever say anything and then people say, no, you can't do that, it offended blank, you have to assume they're your moral superiors and apologize to them. Right. And nobody ever doesn't play the game. Nobody ever says, nah, I think you're wrong. I mean, that's ridiculous. I can celebrate International Women's Day by by, uh, making cupcakes that look like uh, uh, gals' naughty bits. That's fine. Anybody who criticizes me for that is a crazy person. Or you could just ignore them, but you don't have to go with the whole... eat a delicious cupcake or two. You're my superior. I need to grovel now. Right. Which everybody's gotten in the habit of. It's weird. Of course, Deborah, Deborah Messing is a liberal activist. And so she's determined to be as woke as anybody. She's woke AF, as the kids say. <laughs> but she wasn't woke enough. How dare she assume women have women parts? What sort of monster is she? Why don't you dr- grow yourself a little black mustache? And give that salute. Sing hi, oh, Deborah Messing. Sing that you're a maniac. I'm just loving this. The further it goes, the more I like it. So I'm uh, looking up at the R. Kelly story. That's the, you know, she, uh, he's, he's That's the a, a victim. He's the singer. Really most popular in, what, the early 2000s, late 90s? Sorry, reference yeah. to the Saturday Night Live bit. Yes. Um, and uh, so we know about him. He believes him. he can fly. So I don't know. At one time, he lived with f- six women, 
And one of the girlfriends has done an article for The New Yorker, and she says that we had to ask him permission to go to the bathroom or to eat. Oh, my god! Now, you didn't have to. He's a monster. But you allowed yourself to be in a position where you had to. He is um, a monster. That's a weird lifestyle, isn't it? I mean, that's just one step removed from, like, those poor women in, was it Cleveland? Um, who were being held by that uh, other monster against their wills and finally escaped uh, a number of years ago. But, yeah, that's that's... That's somebody with truly, truly troubling problems. Well, the fact that you would enjoy that makes you a very strange person. You'd enjoy sick, m- making clearly. another adult ask whether or not they can eat or go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's, he, that's a weird need. Well, and what's interesting is that his reputation was fairly well known in show business for quite a while. But he was making hits, so everybody overlooked it. And now, again, come award show time, they lecture us on how we ought to live and what we ought to think. How many women have y'all kept prisoner? Me, let me think. None. None. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? President Trump making nice nice with Nancy Pelosi. National College admission cheating scandal investigation <laughs> not over yet. And prison time for one of the formerly most powerful men in the Catholic Church. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. It needs to happen more often. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. So we were talking to our radio coach yesterday and found out that I got a, a real uh, a problem, a thing that I do really bad. Yeah, and no I just, kidding. Dragging I, the show down for years. And I just did it a couple of minutes ago. Oh, no. Did you? I didn't think so. I did. So we got. I got this problem where I don't make good transitions from story to story. I just start talking about something different. And I was on the golf course, and I said, right. All of a sudden, it's just a <laughs> different topic. I just all of a sudden yeah. stopped, start talking about something different. No transition, whatever. And uh, he played it. Our coach played one uh, example for us, and it was just terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. And uh, so I just did it again by switching from whatever you were talking to to R. Kelly, just like immediately, <laughs> with with nothing, like like R. Kelly was somehow involved in whatever it was you were Deborah talking Messing about. Deborah Messing. Yes. <laughs> Deborah Messing was living with R. Kelly. You would think if That's you were right. listening to the she radio. She was his slave, and he made her make uh, cupcakes, according uh, to Armstrong and Getty. But I realize I've always done that in real life too. It's just who I am. I switch topics immediately in real life. And well, pe- be someone different. And people have always said, "Wait, what are we talking about now?" <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That's so oh. just the way my brain works. Yep. Anyway, I'm going to slowly transition to news now. Wait, wait, wait. What news? <laughs> okay, with Marsha Phillips. Thank you. President Trump and Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi agree he should not be impeached. Trump tweeting this morning, quote, I greatly appreciate Nancy Pelosi's statement against impeachment, but everyone must remember the minor fact that I never did anything wrong. (laughs) The economy and unemployment are the best ever. Military and vets are great and many other successes. How do you impeach a man who is considered by many to be the president with the most successful first 
two years in history, especially when he's done nothing wrong and impeachment is for high crimes and misdemeanors. Okay, that last part was Trumpian and silly, Um, but it it does occur to me, the reason I laughed is, I mean, can can you imagine if everybody's walking around talking about... Well, uh, Joe Getty could be prosecuted, and, and I'm in favor of... Well, I don't think Joe Getty should be prosecuted for the following... And I'm over here thinking, I haven't committed any crimes. What are you talking about? So, you know, yeah, good good on the president saying, I've committed no high crimes nor misdemeanors. No, I know some of you think he has, but like I say, it's worth right. interjecting into the conversation now and again. The FBI and federal prosecutors charging nearly 50 people in the largest college cheating scandal ever. U.S. Attorney Andrew Lelling saying at least 33 parents, including actresses Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, super-rich CEOs, and two SAT or ACT exam administrators and nine coaches at elite schools are among those facing charges in what's been dubbed Operation Varsity Blues. I don't think there's any way that it's not hundreds or thousands of people, not the 33 that they nab. Everybody's obsessed with these dopey actresses. Why? I don't even know there's who they are. There's a Napa Valley winemaker involved. That's yes. the one I want to know about. It's just the idea that the rich and powerful can get their kid into any university, it right. would seem. If you if you bribe them with enough money, shocking. And, and how long has this been going on? Forever, forever. Probably. I think. Well, I think it's kind of the opposite question. Most people thought it had gone on, but that era was over, right? But I'm telling you, I mentioned this. I guess it was last hour when my youngest kid was trying to get into uh, schools, and she got uh, booted out of one, Georgetown. They, they wouldn't take her in spite of some sterling credentials. And I have a conversation like that very day with somebody who says, oh, yeah, my, my uh, daughter was admitted to Georgetown. I'm like, wow. What are you? Wow, that's impressive. Well, good for her. I'm sure you're very proud. And turns out that woman who I was talking to is one of the defendants. She wrote a giant check. Arrested yesterday. Did they yes. do the actual handcuffs and everything? Manica, monocles and manacles. <laughs> <laughs> Why they put a monocle on him? I don't know. I'm not a cop. But they... Uh, Manacles and monocles and manatees were involved, <laughs> but that, that's just incredible. Now, certainly, yeah, I would, uh, I would have definitely assumed that back in the day, pre-internet, when anybody would have been able to check on it or figure anything out, that the connected got their kids into good college. Right. Sure, but it's still happening. A scam led by a guy named Rick Singer who ran a college prep service. He made millions of dollars. FBI wow. Special Agent Joseph Bonavolanta says parents paid Singer. And that payment was really a slap in the face to honest students and parents everywhere. So you believe all of them, parents, coaches, and facilitators, lied, cheated, and covered up their crimes at the expense of hardworking students and taxpayers everywhere. I'm guessing the vast majority of the people that bribed their way into universities were white also. The vast majority. Everybody I've seen is. I haven't seen anybody who's not. Have Why you? Why do you make it racial? Because the, Sharp because the universities do all the time. They're all about diversity and figuring out ways to get my, more minorities in because it's so important to the university experience. Unless your dad writes a check, then bring in another white person. They don't care. So which very well made it taken a slot from somebody else. I only care because they're lecturing us about fairness and diversity and all this other crap yeah, well. at a level that's just insane. Well, I, the, the people who are doing this, though, they're not the university. They're getting fired because they, they, they were rogues. They were maniacs. I mean, 
look, I agree with you, but you think universities are so bloated and fixed and and expensive and self they Just got to tear the whole system down. You don't down. think lots of people had to know at each of these universities that this no. was going on? No, absolutely not. Really? No. No, one or two would be plenty. You're, I'm, if I'm the baseball coach and somebody writes me right. a check for 250 gur, and all I have to say is, yeah, Johnny Jones is a hell of a shortstop. It'd be a real, uh, a real get to get Johnny Jones on our team. There's, I don't think there are checks. There don't seem to be. I don't know. The Meanwhile, fact that... Johnny Jones is a 98-pound weakling, but somebody photoshopped his head onto some stud ball player, which actually happened, if you're new yeah, to this that's story. that's literally true. People yes. were photo- photoshopping their kids' heads onto athletes' bodies in yeah. submitting them. I need some people to like sloppily photoshop my head onto LeBron James' body, and I'm just going to tweet it out to like Harvard and Yale, see if I can get in. <laughs> if that were one yeah. university, I could believe that's maybe the, coast, the, the case. The fact that it's happening all over the country, coast to coast, well, this makes guy me think. This guy Singer, that's his gig. That's his his genius. Is he found the you know found these avenues? Mm-hmm. But obviously, the fact that he wasn't well, maybe he was stonewalled at some universities. But he had a bunch of universities that were willing to play ball. A mm-hmm. bunch of people at a bunch of universities. Yep. So you know, to agree with you, evidently, you know, uh, he found the field fairly fertile. One last note, the Australian judge sentencing the Vatican's former chief finance minister for molesting two choir boys told Cardinal George Pell, in my view, your conduct was permeated by staggering arrogance. Pell was given six years in prison for sexually assaulting the two 13-year-olds in the late 1990s, months after he became Archbishop of Melbourne. Wouldn't you agree that the number one money guy in the Vatican has got to be one of the three most powerful people in the church? If not the world. Well, right, right. I mean the Catholic Church. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, so you got a guy that powerful, and he's a child rapist, a child molester. Speaking of how many people knew. And, and, and how rigorous their efforts have been in uncovering all this stuff and doing something about it. And they get away with it so Please. often. That's why he was so arrogant. Look, I've been I've been getting away with this yep. at every level forever. And I've gotten to the highest heights of the Catholic Church. You don't tell me who I can have sex with and who I can't. Staggering arrogance. That sounds about right. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. That's an eagle right there. You know, what my parents really should have done is photoshopped my head on somebody studying and sent that <laughs> to universities. That's Look sad. at him. Actually, with a book open and a piece of paper and a pencil. Yeah, yeah, I was fine at playing baseball. It was the other stuff that was a bit of a challenge. That's I hilarious. I got the short attention span. <laughs> right. It's, it's kind of a handicap. What am I supposed to do? Right. You're judging me? I got a problem. <laughs> See, I think that's what brought these people down. The photos just got so bad that they just weren't believable. Well, yeah, it's a good point, Michael. Speaking of arrogance, I think this singer guy and his various coaches and and, uh, compliant buddies around the country probably just got sloppy. Which, to me, makes it more likely that it was easy to do, commonplace. Right. But they just said, yeah. Man, I like the one line from the uh, Stanford uh, sailing coach. The guy, the, the singer guy says, uh, can I get a second slot? And the guy goes, no, i got to recruit some actual sailors. 
I mean, we can't. We gotta win sometimes. We can't feel the team that drowns in our first competition. Right, exactly. We gotta have a few people who know, you know, which end of the boat is which. Have ever been on a boat before? Yes. Right. Don't get greedy. <laughs> hey, will you read that criticism from that one uh, radio critic? Yeah, sure. I, I thought that would be entertaining. Delightful. One radio critic not happy with our show. Uh, you are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, I'm tempted. I'm tempted. I've been burned many times before. We got You've l- been hurt. But the, t- the the subject matter is so good. Late night joke off around the college admission scandal. Oh. Hmm. That seems like pretty... Well, you, I'll just hold this football right here, Charlie Brown. You come up and <laughs> kick it whenever you're ready. I'm just, not moving it at all. That. It just seems like for some comedians, although Conan went to Harvard, but just in general, comedians, you know, really like to take down the rich and powerful. Yeah. I would think they would. I don't know. The, they're the probably slackers. You think Colbert's not an elitist himself? You vote. You know, yes or no on the college admission scandal for the late night joke off. I, I against my better judgment, I say yeah. You okay, try let's it? do it. I will grade each comedian. The bottom a grade getter will be banned from comedy for life. Hit Today, it. the FBI arrested a bunch of parents who paid other people to take the SAT and ACT for their kids. <laughs> then ninety nine percent of the NFL and NBA were like, "Yeah, that's crazy." <laughs> today, actresses Felicity Huffman and Laurie Loughlin were charged in connection to the scandal. And i got to say, I think something like this could really hurt Hollywood's reputation. <laughs> Felicity Huffman allegedly paid $15,000 to help her daughter get into top schools. And Aunt Becky, get this, allegedly paid $500,000 to get her daughter into USC. And my only question is, when does the bribing stop? Right? If you bribe to get good test grades, then surely you have to bribe the administrators, all right? But at some point, people are going to figure out that your kid is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I wonder about that, too. Mm. No, none of those things I found amusing, which is well, really when you... Oh, oh, did I pull the football away? <laughs> oh, no! Oh, Charlie oh. Brown, there you are on your back! Since they <laughs> are, in, in theory, jokes, I, them I, being amusing would be... I gave Fallon a solid B. Really? I thought that was uh, was pretty funny. I thought it was a decent point. I didn't yeah. I didn't even crack a smile, but Corden with a C and that's generous. Noah with a C plus cuz the eh, it was all right, but both Corden and Noah downgraded a full grade for being foreigners and taking American comedy jobs. But the from, the, so, uh, the Fallon Corden's jo- banned for life, but the, you can keep doing that carpool karaoke thing. But the, That's cute. The Fallon joke gets to the all the athletes that uh, that get into universities in theory that have the academic ability to be at that university and right, right. And many of them do, many of them don't. Correct. And nobody's surprised by that. I had a handful of classes with big time athletes uh, at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. At the time, a major sports powerhouse. What's happened lately, I don't know. But anyway, um, I had one class that was especially notable with an athlete because he was quite a bright guy and participated. And that was definitely the exception. 
I mean, definitely. There was one guy who I had it on very good authority, um, who was a hell of a basketball player, and it's not his fault. But he was dumb as a rock. Yeah. So I went to a community college where, and a lot of people don't know this, but community colleges have some of the best athletes in the country. Yeah. Many of the very best athletes in the country because they just, either they got they had some legal problems or their academics are so bad they can't get into anywhere else and, and, the, and the JUCO will take them. And there were people at my tiny little community college in western Kansas in a town of 6,000 people. These athletes were, the basketball players particularly, were freaking unbelievable. But they they couldn't they couldn't add two plus two or write their name. Wow, many of them. Wow, but I mean, they they were so so. I mean, they were so great. Yeah, on the basketball court makes it fun to go to games. Makes you realize how bad their academics must have been that nobody was willing to try to do something to get them onto their team. Well, because they're just so far off the charts. Because the number of numbskulls who who get you know, faked and, and bribed and all into the major college sports programs. I mean, if you're such a numbskull that you can't even, you know, get that treatment. Yeah, there's actually a Netflix show right now, a uh, a documentary about that. Here's how I feel like the, the college athletics isn't quite an apples-to-apples apples comparison. Because even in those situations, yes, you, you are bringing value to the school, but at least the value you are bringing is of your own talent, your own hard work, your own sweat equity that you're putting out on the floor and you're, in theory, selling tickets and bringing oh, well, in revenue. Oh, yeah, for I the- have no problem with that. I just wish they'd be honest about it. Look, we, we have you here because you're, you're talented at this. Right. And, and there is a career you can do in that. These other people are graduating. They can't get a career in what, they gra- what they're good at. <laughs> neuroscience considers athletic ability intelligence. It's it's neurological ability. Well, that, it's intelligence. Your degree, and I'm a good basketball player, has got so as good very, a shot very bright. as a lot of the degrees they're giving out. And by the way, suggesting these rich kids don't bring value, my Marxist friend, is ridiculous. No, they, they actually bring value. Right, but it's on the finish, check. To finish my point, amounts. the value they're bringing is their parents' checkbook. It is not the individual student And that's bringing. value. But it's not. But that's that's why I I don't care about one, and I care greatly about the other. You know, it's funny. Uh, I was going to talk about something else, but we got this note from JT Sean. You'll love this. I uh, can't tell you how much I enjoyed a segment from yesterday. It was the brief discussion about National Pancake Day and how waffles were breaking into the event. <laughs> All of it was hilarious, but then when Joe, me, made up a quote from Sean and then told Sean to shut up, I almost sprayed my beverage. In my opinion, you can't have too many instances in which Joe speaks for Sean, then tells Sean to shut up. Uh, but, uh, but I... I, I but, 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 some would suggest that's unfair. That is, a, that is one of your common techniques, either for people here in the room or like uh, pretend. Li- Shh, don't give away my secrets. Pretend listeners. Don't give away my, my secrets. You have the emailer or caller right. say something, then tell yes. them to shut up and how stupid they are. Right. Exactly, because they're stupid. They're better off knowing it. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll stumble through life. <laughs> Oh, God, that's hilarious. Speaking of morons, writes one reviewer who's really, he's he's not a good human being, but it doesn't matter. Uh, how about the crap sandwich called Armstrong and Getty? This is a guy who reviews radio, the radio well, world. And he's, he's a gossip columnist. Okay. But yeah. yeah. That's probably accurate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he talks about like news, the size of newscasters' bubs and that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. Talk about noise pollution. Who listens to these pathetic morons? 
what is just what is entertaining about these fake and phony buffoons? If bull ass were an art, these double schmuckos would be a masterpiece. Double you schmuckos. Have, you must not have heard our whole thing about how waffles are infiltrating National <laughs> Pancake Day. A torture chamber with urine samples as water would be better. These clowns litter the airwaves with a steady stream of chronic morning zoo diarrhea. They ought to be arrested. <laughs> I like that part. That's funny. Uh, uh, la, da, da. And the idea that these two blank holes are middle of the road is complete nonsense and total BS. Right. Well, we're middle of the road on some stuff. We're very right on some stuff. And we're pretty left on some stuff. And we're honest about like it. Like almost every human being that exists. Exactly. Labels are for soup cans, my friend. We. Uh, if you want to know what somebody thinks, don't label them. Ask them. I'm making a transition now. To a different topic. I don't See, know another way to do it. <laughs> I don't know another way to do it. <laughs> hey, by the way, that's what people say sometimes. We have a FaceTime appointment with uh, my youngest doctor today, and I, I hope I assume this doctor actually got into Stanford because he's smart. Um, I have no reason to doubt that, but uh, which we're very excited about. My son, oh my God, lately he hasn't left the house in almost two weeks. Oh wow! I don't think he's worn anything but underwear in almost two weeks. And uh, sensory. No, it's an OCD. Well, the underwear oh. is, an o- is a sensory thing, but they're okay. not leaving the house. We finally figured out yesterday is an OCD thing. Oh, man. Kept trying to convince him to go out. Nice weather. This, that. I thought he just was like depressed or whatever. And uh, tried to bribe him with ice cream. And he started crying and said, I just can't. I just can't make myself go outside. So it's an obsessive compulsive something about. Oh, man. Crossing the threshold of the door or something. Yeah. Meeting with the doctor today. Hope to figure. Oh, so, so something not even out. going out to public, but just going out like in the backyard to play. Yeah, won't oh, wow. leave the house. Yeah. Wow. Well, and wants to, but can't. Yeah. Well, let's hope the doc has, uh, you know, the right stuff. Learning more about the human mind. I'll tell you that oh. it's complicated. And if yours works well, you should thank God every day. I've often said that it's amazing when the brain works. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.